Welcome to the Deep Dive, AFL Deep Dive, round 16, already into 16. How are you, Mr. Smith? I'm good, Trent, my mate. How are you? <laughs> How are you? That sounded like a gritted teeth. We, <laughs> we did, we've done a lot of podcasting this week. We barely got the review into two hours, so this might be a bit of a hybrid preview episode. This yeah, we missed, missed a few points last night. Oh, we got through a lot of it. A lot it. of it, but there was stuff that obviously... We wanted to bring up. up. Yeah. We, there's a few things we wanted to raise, but we were really we restricted to you know once it gets to close to two hours, I think we we got to call it. But there was a bunch of stuff that I think is worth mentioning from last round, so we'll we'll mention those through the game. We'll keep the existing structures, but I think there'll be a couple of things that we'll look back on a little bit in order to go forward because it was such a massive round last week, and there were so many games with so much consequence and. The you know the just the order of the round. By the time we got to the Essendon North game, especially, we, we just didn't have as much time to cover as we would have. But absolutely, it's just the nature of the of the, of the length and and how good of a round it actually was. So you know, massive massive credit to, to all the players throughout the weekend because it was a yeah, it was very round. good, and the coaches Much too needed. for letting it go. So mm. that was that was great. So hopefully Indeed. more more this week and on paper this round looks fantastic. It does so. Indeed. Looks really good, and another Thursday night, so that's great for for us, and yeah, it helps us break through the games a bit easier, and yeah. allows us to watch a bit more, absolutely, and um, go a bit further in. So before we do, massive thanks to our mates from Hopstone. So tonight we've got a Wolf of the Willows Ambra, which is really nice. So Ambra is nice on these sort of cooler nights. Yeah, absolutely. It's quite toasty. It's got a sort of a toffee type character to it, a bit of sort of coffee-esque thing to yeah, it. Yeah, without so, being too heavy like a stout or a porter. No, it's kind of a lighter version of a stout. So really nice. And, and um, we've got those through Hopster Home. So check out hopsterhome.com.au. They're a craft beer delivery service, Australian-based, based out of Melbourne, and they ship across Australia. Really switched on set of guys, AFL. Deep Dive. If you use that as a promo code, you get off your first case. So it's a monthly subscription service. They have smaller cases and larger cases. And $25 off is amazing because it really gets your price to a very low level. And um, their prices are already fantastic. So definitely check them out. Hopsterhome.com.au. Really switched on set of guys. And it's good to support businesses like that and um, give the chains a bit of a break. Absolutely. And easiest way to get beer to your doorstep. That's it. So recently it was confirmed the the chains take up about 50% of bottle sales now, which is mind-blowing so unbelievable. definitely support your independence because in australia it is pretty pretty wild how far it's the other way so yeah speaking of australia let's get into australian rules football so and massive kicking off around massive round. with uh the Swannies and geelong at the scg on thursday night the 5th of july so this that's it on paper looks to be an absolute belter of a game both teams Coming off a loss. Yeah, both teams coming off a loss. So Cats lost to uh, the Doggies and Sydney lost to Richmond. So interesting set of circumstances for this game. There's some interesting ins and outs for this game as well. Up in Sydney, given the issues that the Cats have had this year that we highlighted through the review, I'm going to be tipping Sydney. Yeah, I'm tipping Sydney. I think Geelong have struggled up there at times. For me, I just think this is going to be a bit too insurmountable for them to to be able to do much more with this, to be honest. Yes, it's a it, you know it's funny the ladder at the moment. Yes, it doesn't lie. So it's fourth versus eight. So the cats are eight. They really fell. They really needed to win that dogs game. And geez, that's it is two in a row now for the cats. And questions are starting to be asked around a lot of their players. 
I we both still think that they're very much in the finals race. Oh yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think it was an unfortunate set of circumstances on the weekend where enough, not enough players stood up when when they really needed to. Very unusual that Harry Taylor missing a goal after the, the siren. siren. Yeah. So can say oh well that happened and all that type of stuff so they're definitely not out of it I think a lot of the results from the weekend didn't favour their slide down the ladder either so yeah look this could be an upset oh, it's not an upset it could it's a flip of the coin really it's because it's at the SCG and I think Sydney will be filthy that they did lose, lose that game. game and they well. were in a lot of they were in that game for quite yeah. decent sections so yeah. I just think, yeah, Sydney at home is just going to be too strong. Yeah, the rider for the Cats, I think, I, I saw in a couple of different TV shows and stuff throughout the day that a few people were really riding them off, and I think that's a bit ridiculous. I think the Cats have got enough, and they're going to be in and about the mix, and they've also got a run home that features a lot of games down at Geelong, which is going to help, but I do see them dropping this game. So it sounds like Papley is not going to play, so that's an interesting feature who they look? So we're recording this on Tuesday night. Whether they do drop Rowan or Kieran Jack, we we highlighted. Yeah, that's it's going to be going to be interesting to see what happens. We don't know the results yet with Heening in terms of his concussion. So what they'll do? It's, this is the nature of concussion, though. They'll leave that very very late yep. uh, in the week before they really make a decision. So it sounds like there's a, there's a bunch of players actually from the Neefal that are in the mix from a Sydney perspective. So Dean Towers, uh, we got Robbie Fox, Dan Robinson as well, even a Harry Marsh. So yeah. look, there there are other players that that might be able to to come in and and provide some support to to really try to knock the Cats away because this that would be a big win at home and as you know the Cats are a quality side. Yeah, absolutely. You, yeah, you would think Sydney with the the pressure that's on all the teams that are fighting for top four and top eight. This is the type of game that Sydney, all, all their senior players especially, will stand up for and just yeah. get it get it done in front of their home crowd on Thursday night. I think so, and it's it's an interesting game. And while the cats are a chance, so Scott Selwood, they've said he's back, so that's a massive in for Geelong. It does make me think, gee, that that gives them a massive boost. So that's been confirmed by Chris Scott today. Menzel's not going to play, and Henderson's still not ready. So that yeah, and Blixar's still under cloud. Cloud unlikely to be playing as well. So you would think that that forward line with Franklin and if Sinclair goes forward, they'll just stretch him a little bit too much. And obviously that half back line of Sydney's is very very strong at the moment. So I can't see them penetrating to kick a winning score. Yeah, either. it's funny. You know, there were a few cats that were down last week against the Dogs. So even though that did that game did turn into a, a pretty rare commodity, I don't think we're going to see games like that all the time. Where it was just such an amazing shootout. Wiley Buzzer did he got dropped, but he he actually performed okay in the VFL. So be interesting to see whether he's a bit of a chance. Uh, Jordan Murdoch as well. You know, he was pretty quiet. So whether they look at replacing him too? Yeah, it's 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 interesting. I mean, I don't think Lockie Fogarty had his best night either. There were a lot of points that we could easily have gone into that game in the review for a lot yeah. longer as well. There was a lot of different factors. So yeah, look, it is a real shame that Menzel's still not ready. It sounds like they're going to bring him back for the Adelaide match um, next week. So that'll that'll be interesting to see. But yeah, Scott Selwood is a very big in. I very think that's going to be the biggest in on on the night. Yeah, absolutely. And had Menzel got up as well, I'd all knowing that you'd, almost, play, you'd almost go because Menzel, I think his style of game suit would suit the yeah. SCG. Uh, he's quite fast, nimble, can get around it, and just takes a lot of pressure off Hawkins to kick a swag, which you probably have to do if the cats are 
uh, any hope or that midfield will need to do what they've done for so many years and kick sort of six, seven, eight goals between them. Yeah, that's it. So I think the, the, the ins and outs of this game are going to be really interesting. The Cats pressure rating inside 50 this week dropped again. So that was another thing that we just didn't get time to talk about. But that's something that they'll, they'll want to bring players in that can provide serious pressure. And they'll, they'll, they will watch that Richmond game pretty carefully because they yep. just played Sydney very recently. Absolutely. And I think they'll they'll look at what worked and, and the things that did work in it were, were pace. I think that overlap run that, that Richmond provided on the night and then that defensive wall that they were able to create. So if they're able to do elements of that, they might stand a chance. But it is it is still going to be tough. And I think a number of the the reasons that Richmond were able to win, I just don't see Geelong doing. No. I just don't think they've got the pieces right now to be able to do it. So no, not at all. Also, you spoken with you know other people have spoken about it as well in terms of the bottom you know five six players however you want to count it I, I I really like the look of a lot of the Swans kids I think the Cats have got some really good kids as well you know it'd be interesting to see whether they play Narkel again people like that you'd imagine so give him a, a bit of a run at it yeah you'd he, think so. he was good I think he showed enough to absolutely suggest that he needs a bit more time there he was better than yeah. a bunch of, a bunch of the the other other options players, so yeah. yeah that's the thing I, I think they'll keep playing him but it'll, it'll be fascinating to see you know what happens from an offensive perspective as, as well with with both sides and how they structure up with Blixards coming out do they put Harry Taylor back on uh, Franklin oh. there's, there's a whole range of, of you different would combos. think that yeah if Blixards doesn't play then they, they surely have to put Harry Taylor back otherwise I, I don't see how they could don't. just run right otherwise yeah I don't see how they don't you know without having the you know this that that famous back line that Geelong had, they just don't have those people there anymore. So I think, yeah, they're probably not going to have a choice. But, you know, yeah, it'll be a fascinating game. They should get it. They'll get a massive crowd. The The weather looks like it's going to be pretty fine on the night. So I wouldn't wouldn't worry about that yeah. side. I don't think it's going to be a scrap. It looks like it's going to be a pretty decent game. But tactically, I think we'll learn a lot about the Cats. I, I think a couple of times for me, Geelong have looked like they, they're not able to react to things fast enough. So it will be interesting to see how they're able to. Because, the, the, you know, the Swans are able to throw different strategies and, and different things at opposition teams throughout the night. So... Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see. So, uh, I, I, yeah, for me, I think Sydney uh, just think that with all the, the the issues that the Cats have had at the moment, the Cats will be back and I reckon they'll scrape in for eighth position. I think they're going to hold their position. They're sitting at eighth at the moment. I reckon that's what's going to happen. So Just looking back through the last few games, they've um, it's even in the win-losses, but the margins have actually haven't been that close. They've been sort of 20, 30-odd points either way. They have blown out of games. It, yeah. yeah, so... I kind of expect something a bit different this time around. I think it will be a fairly close tussle, and I reckon it's going to be within three or four goals. Well, Sydney have been one of the few teams... It's it's good you raise that. I mean, Sydney have been one of the few sides that have actually performed very well against them at Geelong. Like, they've actually been one of the very few sides over the last five, six years that have actually performed very well. You know, down at GM, HPHPA, JB, HPA Stadium, so... (laughs) Yeah, look, it's it's going to be a fascinating game. We're both tipping the Swannies, I think, in a in a very very tight game. I reckon the Swans by six points. I reckon it's going to be very very close. Yeah, and I'm gonna so, I'm gonna say sixteen points. Okay. Yeah, for, yeah. for Swans. I mean, it's it's going to be more, tight yeah. though. So I think we'll keep moving. So let's have a look next on Friday night. We've got the Tigs versus the Crows grand final rematch on the grand final ground at the MCG. So. 
This should be a fascinating game. No Vlostone, so he was suspended and they didn't bother to challenge that and they wouldn't have been able to, ironically, with Sydney, um, with that Parker incident with the elbow. No. So that was they were never going to get off that week. And, well, Tex Walker had the fine thing, but yeah, it wasn't a suspension. suspension so, yeah. so, look, it's obviously probably going to be a much more competitive game after the showing that we saw from Adelaide on the You would weekend. think so, yeah. I don't but think I this is going to be a, a literal rematch of the grand final. Uh, be a bit better, but I don't think yeah, it's going to be too I don't much. Do much yeah, I can't see them getting close to Richmond, though. So not, it's fr- not Friday night footy at the MCG. At the G, yeah. So conditions as well look like it's going to be cold, but we'll be fine. So first versus 11th, Crows lost four and then just won one. Richmond have won four out of their last five. Obviously, you know, going very, very well. Yeah, I, I, do you give Adelaide a chance at all? I do, only because... They're a very proud team. Obviously, found some unity last weekend. They got some good players back. Yeah, I I give Adelaide a slight chance, but ultimately, I think Richmond will pop into sixth gear for about. 15 or 20 minutes and that's when they'll just blow the game apart and they'll probably win by about 30. Yeah, I, I just don't see it at the moment with the the Adelaide injury list. I mean, obviously the grand final is what it is but it's a long time ago now. I think taking that aside, for me, I just don't see it happening with the amount of injuries that they got at the moment. You know, there's really not too much on Richmond's side so... Let's have a look at it. So from an Adelaide perspective, it looks like Tom Lynch is going to play. So it looks like he'll be over that concussion. Sam Gibson looks like he's going to be available as well. So that'll be good. Riley Knight looks like he's going to be back too. So they'll, they'll be able to boost that up, which will be good to see. And a few of those guys back because Gibson hasn't really been able to have much of a run at it. Fogarty, yeah, look, he wasn't great against West Coast, but they, he was, it was still in a win. Do they keep him for a bit of consistency? It'll be interesting to see. Gallucci, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he kind of dropped off a little bit. He's been good yeah. at moments, but does does he fall away? You would you would say Roy Atkins comes back in for for a big crunch match. I mean, you would think they, so. If, if, they, if they're going to have a serious tilt at finals from where they are, they probably need their more seasoned players. And he obviously responded from being dropped in the in the seconds at the uh, yeah. in the sample with a pretty good outing. So you would think, knowing that they're going to have to put the clamps on Richmond's scoring. Power, mm. uh, someone like Roy, who can defend, but then obviously have some drive out of that back half for, for Adelaide, yeah. along with Laird and to a lesser degree Sloan, I guess, coming off that through the midfield and off that back half. Yeah, the other the other one is McKay. It sounds like he's going to come out, so he hurt his ribs against the Eagles, so that's almost certain. I would say he's not going to play. So that, that's it's going to be fascinating to see what they do, but I, I think. That's probably going to be the shuffle. In terms of Richmond, Vlostone obviously comes out. In terms of major injuries, obviously Conker comes out as well. Yeah, so... so yeah, there's, Hooley, yeah, there's going to be a few things. So Ready to come back? No, so no. Hawley's still got um, a little bit of a way to go. Trent Cochin, he uh, had a knee thing, but it looks like he's going to be completely fine. Corey Ellis played really well in the VFL, and also there's been a few suitors that have been interested in him. Richmond mm. might like to give him a run on the big stage and show him off from a an A-League perspective if they're going to get any decent picks for him. Yeah, he seemed... I mean, he'd be a walk-up um, mm. starting six in most other teams. He, I'm, he I'm just pretty can't, confident he's contracted. Yeah. yeah, he can't seem to break into the current Well, the team problem is I think they've got a few people problem. like him. Yeah. Exactly. I think that's the big issue. Uh, Menadju was was better as well. Sam Lloyd, Shy Bolden, as I keep constantly naming. He's the John O'Rook of the Yeah, for of the, the Richards, yes, exactly right. He just 
can't get in there. I mean, no, it's yeah. a sport for a choice at, at Tigerland, really. That's it. So yeah, it, look, there's there's a few moves, but I would imagine they they've got enough to to fix it up, and yeah, I, I think Shy Bolton will come back. Yeah, I think I've, he's going to come back in. Yeah, I, I would not be surprised at all if Hardwick decided to actually just throw a few players around, knowing that if the Tigers get injuries late in the season and these guys haven't played much senior footy come finals time, that could be a real blow to their defence. Yeah. So if they can get, and this is against a quality, a, a good team that could potentially make finals, although it's unlikely. But just to give them a run, uh, it's not a Gold Coast or a Brisbane or anything like that. It's a, it's a pretty seasoned team in Adelaide. So yeah, yeah. if you can get yeah, Alice and Bolton and a few of these other guys a couple of games against teams like that, at least then if they are needed to come up come at the end of the year, yeah, it's not like they're coming off a just a VFL no um, sort of scenario. So yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Cause so yeah, so for me, I reckon Ellis comes in for Conquer, and I reckon potentially the other one is I reckon a Gareth Waite. I reckon he might come in for Vlostone. So he, he was really good and performed really well. He was, he's just unlucky in a very good side that he got dropped. But I think he, he would actually be not a, not a terrible replacement for him. So, yeah, yeah interesting in terms of you know how, how that's going to work. We, uh, yeah, it's going to be great to see what happens there. But look, great game. And I, even though you know the Thursday night's the, probably the premier game because I think this one's going to be a bit more of a blowout. I still think this is a, a, a prime oh, game. It's still a, rem- a rematch of the Grand Final. They're going to get so. a lot of people at the ground and a lot of people watching it on TV, you would think. Oh, yeah. The ratings will be really good for Seven on that night. The only other thing I was going to say was we didn't mention Duday too much in the review. So he, I thought he was fantastic last week and he's definitely going to hold his spot. It's it's funny, you know, like he, he's been such a good player this year. And I mean... When you're in a quality side, it makes it so much easier to get stood out. And, you know, you look at some other players like Rayner at Brisbane when you're in a poor side and you're a young player in their first year playing really well. It's it's so much harder, much harder. to stand out. Whereas yeah. you look at Stephenson at, at Collingwood, who are, you know, second on the ladder. It's, I'm not saying he's not the pick. He is. But it, it is, you know, uh, cre- credit where credit's due. You definitely get... You, you look better in a... Good team. Oh. I remember Sirioli in 2008 at Hawthorne. He probably wouldn't have been noticed as much had Hawthorne not gone into a grand final or played finals. That's no, yeah. Sure. yeah. Definitely. So, no, I just wanted just to sort of mention that because he's been fantastic. So, but, so we're both going with Richmond. We're happy with that? Yeah, absolutely, Richmond. Yeah, I think Richmond in that game. Next game, let's get into the Saturday games. So, first, we've got the Jack Lacocious Cup. We've got Brisbane versus Carlton. So, Ooh. if you don't know who Jack Lacocious is, he is the young man that looks like he's going to go number one in the draft. So, these two... Possibly wanting to, to not win, to get, no. get the cup. It's a funny old cup. You, so it could be the Nahas Cup too. It could be the Nahas Cup where you don't win and you could get a, get a location. But you do win? <laughs> well, this is the, the good thing about this draft is that we might not see much tanking, I think, because this draft, and apparently there is going to be a few rule changes 
coming at the end of the year in relation to tanking. I don't really have much yeah. more details other than that, but it sounds like they are going to bring in a couple of different lotto systems that might uh, make a bit of a difference. In terms of Lacocious, the, the good thing is that this draft's pretty stacked, so having to get one yeah, is not necessarily... It's not like one's really good and the rest are dirt. Like, yeah. There's some really and quality in this draft. And that's the thing you've seen from the last couple of years now that really it's just a matter of getting the, the right player for your, the system and the team. doesn't necessarily the best player coming out of the under-18s because number one doesn't necessarily mean going to be a gun at uh, AFL level, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Patton. Yeah, exactly. Can, could prove everyone wrong at some point, but, you, I mean, Collingwood picked up Stephenson at pick six. Yeah, well, that's So you think about who's going to suit your team and your makeup and obviously where they actually originate from might uh, play a big part in whether it's worth going after them or not. Yeah, that's it. So it's, yeah, look, interesting scenario. So, I look... For me, up in Brisbane, Carlton have got to win another game at some point. They've had their worst start to the year in history, basically. But I, I'm going to go with Brisbane. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because it looks, at this point in time, it looks like warm conditions compared to Melbourne, 22. It's going to be 11 in Which Melbourne, will work okay. out for them. But rain. So the... Most of the Carlton kids yeah, will be playing the rain. Much. That's what I mean. It's so been not pretty dry only is it going to be warm, yeah. it's going to be wet. So two things that Melbourne probably hasn't no. seen for a little bit. <laughs> well, it's been pretty dry. Dry, we haven't yeah. seen too dry much. Cold, so. Dale Thomas, I would imagine, comes back from his one-match ban. Matty Cruiser, old mate, uh, cooked Cruz might come back in. Jeez, <laughs> do they stick with this? You know, they don't. I mean, look. For me, I think McKay's got to come back in. I, I think, given the the fact he that to. he's the future, I mean, just Imagine just him being, forget it. Let's just see if him and Casbolt, Casbolt, no, um, and <laughs> Kerno can actually yeah. become a, a fairly mm. strong one-two punch. punch up in their four line. They've got to at least throw the dice at this, a uh, roll the dice at this, sorry, and see if they can um, if they can work together because surely Casbolt is well. He hasn't got a future. Not, no. He's not going to be the future. I, I, yeah, it, it'd be he's, fascinating to see what happens with him, but yeah. I think he's cooked. So, yeah, no, I, I think Brisbane as well. Obviously, they've got their tail up after interstate win, big interstate win, and it'll just be a matter, again, like we've said with other young teams, when they get a big win, does the deflation happen really quickly by the time the next round comes around and Carlton going to have a little bit more hunger in their belly because... They pushed Port to a degree, and they might just want it a little bit more. Be interesting yeah. to see. Be interesting to see. Given the galvanised, I know Brisbane travelled last week, but you know, obviously Carlton are going to have to travel up there for. So they both will have travelled. You know, Carlton lost their last million, and you know, I just think Brisbane coming off a win, even though it is seventeenth versus eighteenth, I just think Brisbane are a better side, and I think they've proven that enough this year. And Kerno and Cripps and a number of these guys are very good and they are going to be great, but they've been lifting very heavy bags for yeah, there's only a been, long time. There's only three or four players at Carlton that have come Cadden, to play. Cadden, you mean? Oh, oh, there's things I want to call them, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just enough in that next rung to suggest that they're going to be able to really push Brisbane at the Gabba. No, I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen. So, no. Yeah, look, a few ins and outs, I'd imagine, on both sides. That, that We've sort of highlighted the more major ones who probably don't need to deep dive into that too much in terms of the Lacocious Cup. 
uh, yeah, look, I think surely Brisbane can get this done. It would be pretty embarrassing, I think, to, to after a win, to then fall apart yeah. away. Because there'll be some local fans that'll think, oh, we got a win. You know, maybe it's worth going to check it out. And we're playing such a bottom side. Literally the bottom the side. The bottom side. And maybe can, we, can we get a gap so that we're away from getting the spoon again? They've so. got to give some hope to the locals. So I think, Absolutely. even though there's not obviously many of them, the few that rock up, they've got to give a bit of hope they to might get some poor, from, poor people. They might get some from down south of their state if they continue to win because that other team's not winning. No, I think, yeah, that, that's another whole story. It is. Yeah, no, Brisbane for me and I think by 20, 28, 28 points. Yeah, I, I think that's probably probably the margin for me as well. So we haven't picked an away team yet but I, I, don't, I can't justify I don't think... any of them so far. If anything, it's a long in an upset so far. That's probably the only one that could go... Well, obviously, it could go the other way, but I, yep. yeah, I'm not happy with what we've chosen. So, yeah, look, I think the key key thing for Carlton is just get Harry McKay in. Just get him in, play him till the end of the year. Let, let's see some more of him. He's, yep. he's the future. Even Kerr as well. So there's, there's a bunch of these kids. They've yep. just got play to the keep kids. playing. Play, play the kids. It's, it's over. So it was obviously over. Yep, so. so get them some continuity playing together. Because if you want them to stay together, they'll want to play together. And it's going to make a difference having them playing games together, not having an off-season together. Yep. So. Though, do keep Kate Simpson on the t- field. No, no, no. Just, he's, <laughs> the only one, he's pretty much almost the only one you want to keep. Yeah. And anyone else over the age of 24... They've given money to Murph now, so you might as well keep him. I oh, keep those two then. View yeah. him, those two, and, <laughs> and the rest is kids. Pretty yeah. much. Pretty much. So, uh, all right. So we're moving Adelaide to Oval. Adelaide Oval. Okay. So Port, Port Adelaide versus St Kilda. This has become an interesting game, hasn't it? All crazily, crazily, and shockingly interesting. So obviously, two reasons. Well, two reasons. One very obvious. Yeah. The return to form by St Kilda. Just. Yeah. Just. But what happened at Adelaide over last year will be in the mind of all the St Kilda players, you would think, and never to let it happen again. Yeah, you would, you would think so. But so, I don't think it's going to get that close again. Do you want to give a bit of a refresher <laughs> of what happened yeah, last so, year? Yeah, so uh, uh, Ryder to Grace, Sayonara, game over. Saints had led basically all game and they all day. And they just brain freeze from about eight St Kilda players all in the one spot at a uh, was it a ball in or was it a stoppage anyway that was a stoppage stoppage just uh, just high off the half forward flank towards Port Adelaide's goal and a set play that Paddy Ryder and Gray and a handful of others and they just know and Ryder just perfectly down and uh, a sealer with about 15 seconds or 12 seconds to go it wasn't much left and and that sunk uh, well sunk Saints hopes of faint hopes of playing finals um, mm. but it also kick-started Port Adelaide's run up the ladder end up finishing fifth mm. on the ladder so probably been buried by a lot of right fans again. Yeah. so I'll pick it up because you need to suffer and, and well you've got to have some inspiration to yeah, not yeah. let it happen again no no unfortunately no. I think Port Adelaide are playing very very good football and I can't see St Kilda running with them for all four quarters. No, I don't think that's going to happen. So for me, I think Port, Port, I think by a decent margin for me, I think St Kilda are going to be a bit exhausted from that game last week. That was a long, hard game to get over the line. Yeah. They were a little bit lucky in the end, but they you know, they still did it. They did a great job, but that was a long game. It was a pretty exhausting game as well. Massive high yeah, scoring. Lots of running, back and forth, back yeah. and forth. That, so. They have to travel as well. So yeah, look, I, I just don't see that that coming to pass for me. Um, Port Adelaide get the extra break, extra and days break. Well, extra well, day. I was just about to say, so that's the other thing too. So they've got an extra day. But yeah. yeah, look, Port Port for me, there's no way surely they're going to drop this one. 
you'd think Tom Jonas is going to come back in. So there's a few different things. Whether so, Watts was okay in the Sandfall, but I don't think they're under any pressure yeah. to to bring him back in. It sounds like yeah. Look, there's a couple of little pe- different bits and pieces that they might do. So it sounds like Pittard might be uh, unavailable due to hamstring. So that's another thing as well. So there's yeah. a, there's a few little pieces, but I don't think it's going to make a no. massive difference. And that's it. With Collingwood having to face Essendon and GWS facing West Coast, this is a great opportunity for Port Adelaide to get in the top four for the first time this year. So I think that'll be motivation in itself. Yeah. Not that they need any more motivation. They're, no, uh, no. They're sitting in a very, very handy it's, position. It's 5th versus 15th, so it's yeah. not. It's only because St Kilda pulled a rabbit out of their hat last weekend that we're actually... Spending um, any time, time thinking that they may push the boundary. But, they, I mean, St Kilda actually showed that they are capable of playing good football, so... But yeah, I, I don't think they'll repeat it to to the degree that they did last weekend. And no, you'd think not. But hopefully they can at least bring some... Pre- Again, like we've talked about the last few weeks, they're constantly bringing some pressure and intensity to their game plan now, which, as a, if you're a supporter, is all you want to see from, from them. I think the main focus is to bring Jonas back in. For me, that's the, the major part. If Pittard comes out, yeah, that, that they might sort of... That, could free up a couple of other things, but uh, yeah, it'll, it'll be fine. From St Kilda's perspective, so Battle has been ruled out, so he's going to have at least a few weeks off. So old mate Battle, Jimmy Webster as well, so it looks like he's going to be out too, and Nathan Brown. So they've had quite a few different different issues. So yeah, you'd think Webster comes in, uh, Josh Bruce. They'll finally bring him back in, I would imagine. So that they've got they've got a few little things that they can play. Yeah, look, Logan Austin as well has been okay. I, we, I looked at him in the uh, VFL. So, and you would look, say if yeah. Sam Gilbert doesn't come back soon, that that's his time at St Kilda over and probably career potentially, over. or he heads up north to one of these busted ass teams for a fourth round pick or something. I, well, actually, someone like him might be very good for Brisbane because he's a little I mean, bit younger than not that far, but yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Think, I think he's got too much self pride to go to that other place. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Tom Hickey as well, so he's another. Ch- he was really good actually. So he, yeah. Look, they've got some interesting selection dilemmas all of a sudden. So it yeah. could actually be interesting. They've got a, you know a few bits and pieces, and they need to play most of the pieces in order to see what they're going to go with for twenty nineteen. So that's the you thing. would think now that's what um, that's Rich- the Richo. Well, the the pressures off Richo now. I would think to continue coaching. He's, next I don't year. think he's going to get sacked. I think no. they'll keep him for next year. It really needed to go very south. They needed to yeah. lose that Gold Coast match by like eight, ten goals, and, and then game. and not and get belted by Melbourne last week, <clears throat> which and, they didn't. And which then they didn't to get yeah. belted. Yeah, yeah. So they won. They won two, which is good. But yeah. So now they yeah, if they can start getting a somewhat structure to what the team's going to look like for next year and get them working together, mm. I think that's probably the best way to go for St Kilda for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think so as well. So, Port for both of us, sure. Oh, yeah, Port, Port 35, 36 points. You think Port by that much? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would imagine so. So, one thing I highlighted as well that we, we spoke a bit about in the review, but Gresham as well, it's going to be really interesting to see how they play him. I really liked the, the run he added to the team and the sort of that run off the square and delivery into inside 50 I'm, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he plays again because he was excellent I thought on the day yeah absolutely he was and looking back he probably has been pretty bloody good all year round in a pretty busted, busted team yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and then when they start playing well, he just looks even better. He That's does really thing. look like the A grader that a lot of people think he is. If they fix it all up in the off season and they become the team we thought they were going to be this year, then yeah, I think we'll, we'll see a lot from him next year. Yeah, they just need to get to Bunnings and snag. Just a get a couple, of, couple, couple yeah. of snags. Get, get a couple of slimes from Bunnings. Yeah. Next one, Etihad Stadium. So this game all of a sudden becomes pretty interesting as well. Dogs trying for a miracle run into the finals. Dogs versus Hawthorne. So and the dogs, really dogs aren't... Well, they, they're so basically a game between two teams that real desperate need a win. So it's yeah. 14th versus 10th. Dogs have only actually lost uh, one, one sorry, out of their last five, which is not ideal. Hawks have won three out of the last five. So they've got a loss, win, 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 and then a loss. So Dogs technically can still make finals. So we've got eight weeks to go. If they win every game from here, they're a chance. But it looks like they might have left this all, all of a sudden back to 2016-style run a little bit too late. And the Hawks, gee, they, really, they, they got bloody close to GWS and they really needed that win, so... I'm gonna tip the Hawks. I, I just think they've got they've got so like this is it, this is it. Like if they lose this game, you can almost park it from there. I I, I think this is it. Start it would start to become much much difficult. Yeah, more difficult for them. What do you think? Do you think you think the dogs are obviously a chance? Dogs have got a, dogs are riding with a chance because it is at Eddie Hat. If it was at the G, no, nah, I would say no way. They they cannot use the open spaces of the G. Yeah enough to to nullify Hawthorne. I think because Hawthorne in so many areas got smashed by GWS yet was still within two goals, um yeah, I'm going to I'm going to tip Hawks. I think there's they've got way too much uh, riding on this game. Well, that's what we thought about last week and they lost, but I they were pretty close, 11 points. But, I, yeah. I knew they were going to lose. No, you, 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 you oh, sorry, like, yeah, you were I, convinced. I, I saw but him. I thought it was the Hawthorne fan and you kind of, you know. No, 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 it was it was the fact that GWS had got four of their best midfielders back in that team. Yeah. So, yeah, look, I the, doggies, them, anyway. the doggies, yeah, it'd be interesting just to see how they structure up against Hawthorne. Hawthorne have got a fairly unusual, like very old school, sort of more traditional structure to their spine and obviously only one genuine winger in Isaac Smith who mm. happens to go back. I think it, it is now time that Clarko put some youth that have got some fast legs into the. I don't care if it's not my mate John O'Rourke, but get some <laughs> every week. Yeah, but just so this is the, the first time you're listening to up, this. He says this every week. We're coming up against another fast team. If it didn't prove that last week GWS beat us, not yeah. just with their obviously Callum Ward dominated in the clearances, good, yeah. but they just took us to pieces on the outside too often. So um, just give these young kids a run, please. Yeah, so it, it'd be interesting to see what happens from here. So yeah, yeah but look, if I, I agree, I'm tipping Hawks. Hawks lose, finals done for the year. I, I can't see him making it up unless all the other games fall into play as well. I don't. Yeah, to me, I don't. I don't see how this is going to happen from here so we've got Callum Porter and Fergus Green so there's a couple of these sort of youngsters that they might give a go but against a team like Hawthorne I don't I don't think they're going to bring them in too quickly obviously Lin Jong is out Bailey Williams out as well which is you know not an ideal situation and suckling so 
the dog's injury list is horrific. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's horrific. So it sounds like I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine Caleb Daniel and Ruffhead come in for Bailey Williams and Jong as well. I yeah. think that's probably going to be what they'll do. They've got to get Ruffhead out there if they're going to get him anything for him. This is the thing. We are getting to that back into the season where that stuff has to happen. Yeah, that's exactly right. So it'll be interesting to see how bad Gunston's injury is. I haven't heard anything since um, he was uh, with. Draw, so no, they haven't assuming, it yet. assuming that he's going to be okay. I think Langford will miss. Yeah, look, see, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll be pulling Langford out and giving one of Warple or a Rook yeah. a go. Or Cousins as well. I, Cousins, I, I'm okay with uh, leaving out again because for memory, he's quite young. Um, he is, and yeah. probably just needs some time. And I don't know, I don't really know how fast he is, but yeah, it'd be good to see Gunston and O'Rook in mm. um, at the expense of uh, Langford and probably Tim O'Brien. I would say. Yeah, you you would think so. Hey. Yeah. So. Wait and see. Uh, I would stick with Harry Morrison, even though he's quite against the Suns. I think that's just inexperience, and he's been pretty good for the last few weeks up until then, so he's due to have a, a quieter game being such a young player. So, yeah, look, fascinating, and, yeah, I think Hawks by a couple of goals. Yeah, I think Hawthorne by a little bit. Hey, uh, it, it's a situation where, you know... Obviously, the dogs were, were excellent last week, but this is the na- the nature of football. If mm. if they had lost that game, then you know if Harry Taylor kicks that goal after the siren, the conversation is that they're chokers. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, yeah, it, yeah, two weeks in a row. To be fair, like let's let's factor everything in. Like it, you know, it's such a it was such a close round. Really, yeah. You, you went from one conversation to the next. So. Kind of, kind of glad in a way. Um, with the the weather, the way it's going to be in Melbourne, it's an Eddie Hat and not the G because it's going to be eleven degrees. In but Melbourne, I don't think so. even at the G on a dry day they would have gotten much more than fifty. I just from a speech, I think it's going to be a better game no, view, yeah. to view at Eddie Hat, and obviously under closed roof they'd probably get the same amount of people. But 30, oh, yeah. thirty thousand at Eddie Hat looks better than thirty thousand at the G. That's true, but at the, yeah, I mean the big thing is the dogs are obviously I think almost out of contention. They're they're a real yeah. roughy to make pun pardon the pun. pun pardon the pun. Hawthorne for me, I, I just think that they, especially after last week, I backed them in. You know they nearly nearly, nearly stole got it. There, yeah, nearly got there. I, I I knew it wouldn't be very close. So I just wanted to take a punt, and I also knew in my tipping comp a bunch of people were going to go with the, Suns. the Giants. Oh, Giants. So right, yeah, yeah, no, no, no one goes for Suns. <laughs> No one's that stupid, no. is it? There's a couple of pretty cook people in the comp, yeah. but not that cook. Not that cooked. All right, so... Keep, keep moving? Else? Yeah, no, keep moving. I think, I think that's it. I don't think there's too much more. I mean, look, tactically, it'll be an interesting game. Obviously, Clarko versus Beveridge, one of his old mates. So there'll be some interesting things that'll, that'll play out. But, I, yeah, no, I think... Hawthorne for me, and that was an exhausting game as well. The dogs played against the cats, so yeah, a lot of up and pretty back. physical, I thought as well. And you know, a bunch of injuries again. So like this, this rabble is, is going to start to struggle at the back nice. end of the years. So. And I wouldn't mind actually seeing Clarko throw Ruffy down back. I still don't understand. He's not making a big impact on the scoreboard. He's been struggling forward. for a while, but he's got such a big body to be able to go with some more athletic forwards. I think he could really dominate, especially because Ozkick, oh mate, he's a bit slower than the rest of them. <laughs> These kids will outrun him. Yeah, I think he so, might need a couple of training wheels to get yeah. out there. So, but, yeah, look, you know. I think tactically it'll be a very interesting game to see how 
the two coaches go at it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we better keep moving. But I, th- I think, yeah, Hawthorne for me. So, well, let's wait and see what happens and then we will we'll go deeper into it. Mm. Next game in Darwin at TIO Stadium, Dees versus Frio. Oh, depends which teams turn up. Well, Fremantle are going to be without Fife definitely for this game and they're going to be without him for at least a month you would say bare minimum yep and then Sandy's out for this game as well so I would say Demons to definitely win and they'll win by a fair bit you would hope and you would predict that that's what's going to happen if they lose this game if Melbourne lose this game they might uh, like Hawthorne and out I think it, it would it would then the, the whole notion of are they chokers do they struggle on the big stage not that Darwin's a big stage but I think then then it would be no yeah. no that, that's it. I think park it. Yeah, and I'm just entertaining that idea just because of how woeful they were on the weekend. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think Melbourne are going to win by about 50 points. I think so too. I mean, Melbourne are, are in a position where even with the deficiencies, they're going to be able to beat a young, half-cooked Frio. I mean, if short... Brisbane can do it, Melbourne surely can do it. That's the And they've got much more polish on their list. Yeah, so. yeah even, without, oh, even with all the murmurs about... Um, are they this? Are they that? Are they starting to uh, fold under the the pressure of being a potential top four team and blah blah? They've still got uh, arguably the greatest ruckman in the comp at the moment. We've yeah. gone. He's. I think he's started. Well, he was to, amazing. I think he's 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 gone and, to the next level, and yeah. some of the other rucks haven't. I, Grundy's probably very close, but I think Gorn's really uh, asserted himself as the number one ruck in the comp. Well, it's another thing we just didn't get time to talk about. Yeah. but that, that that's the thing. Like he he was fantastic on the day. And surely Hogan's got to get rid of his funk, and this is the type of team he can do it against. He could. Uh... I think the issues that they've got, I don't think are going to matter in this game. That's how much I think they're going to win. So, yeah. you know, the big complaint that we highlighted as well, and I saw a bunch of other people did too. You know, Melbourne. You know, they they're, they're really they, the big thing with Melbourne is that they're really good on the inside, and then you can easily expose them on the outside. But I don't think that's going to matter with Fremantle. Yeah, it's going so, to be a balmy thirty-two degrees up here. Yes, it's going to be hot as hell, and you know, a young Fremantle side. Uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to make it too much easier for them. So. You know, Melbourne had a couple of field-kicking issues, I thought, as well, in the game just gone. We didn't get into, but, um, you know, again, I don't think that's going to be a major... Most of the deficiencies are not major factors, I don't think, in no, this game. Not I'd be shocked if they are. Not when they're coming up against... Not when they're coming up against... Busted ass in Frio. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, look, <laughs> with with the quality that's out, they just don't win with, no. with, with those guys out, and I, just, I, I haven't got the confidence in them to... To back them in, so whether they drop some of the, you know, Christian Salem or Petrarca as well wasn't great. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't personally just yet. Not not in a game like that. There's, I don't think there's any point. This is the really type of game that. that you'd go to them and go, okay, guys, your form slump hasn't rectified itself. Yeah, here is a game, a genuine game where you can start to show us the type of form that. I has been here and there throughout this year, but obviously last year um, they definitely showed it those two. Yeah. So seventh versus thirteenth. So you know this is the thing with this stage of the year. The ladder doesn't lie. D's interestingly lost their last three. So a lot of people don't think realise that they've actually lost their last three. So not ideal. Frio only two out of the last five. So and coming off a loss against Brisbane, mm. they'll be better because that I think would have really upset them losing at home like that and being pretty disgraced. But I, I don't. I just don't see it flipping. No, I don't see it. No. So 
In terms of Fremantle, so ins and outs for Freo, obviously Fife comes out. You know, I, I think Darcy's probably going to be the, you know, Sean Darcy would be the logical sort of, you know, bring in. There's, there's talk about Benell as well. Bradley Hill, so there's, you know, there's a few that are sort of, you know, sniffing around the edges, but I don't think yeah. that's going to make a difference. Well, we don't know. It's a team from the West. Yeah. Well, don't know anything until the last minute with those guys. That's it. So I would imagine Melbourne, I think, by, by a bit. Yeah. Next game, Sunday games now. So North Melbourne versus the Gold Coast. So North versus the, you know, the team the AFL wanted them to be. They wanted them to move up there. Gold Coast lost their last million versus North, who've won three out of the last five. So ninth versus sixteenth at Eddie had. Percentage boost. Yeah. Points. I think North it'll be Melbourne. sixty seventy at least. Min- yeah, bare minimum. I would have thought. Yeah, pretty ugly looking game. I don't think they're going to get about five people. It'd be fascinating to see what the crowd is because North crowds, even though they've been doing better this year, they're still, you know, they've still not been great. Yeah, some of the North support, and it happens at a lot of clubs. This is the type of weekend you go, you know, it's going to have a weekend off the footy. I'm well, that's just the thing. Gonna they stay won't stay at home. Yeah. Yeah, they won't go. So anyway, look, obviously there's about three Gold Coast fans. Yeah, everywhere, I, everywhere in Victoria. So look, there's a few aspects of their NEFL that they can bring in, but I don't think it's going to make much of a difference. So Pierce Hanley shoulder. No, I don't think he's going to be yeah. back. It's a long time ago, yeah. round one since they upset North. So. No, it's a long, long, long time ago. So, yeah, look, for me... Funnily enough, they've yeah. won the last two against North. They have, but they're not going to win this one. North are a much better side since then, even since round one. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm just, uh, I thought no. it was an interesting... I think Jacobs will come back in. So, Jacobs looks like he's going to be back. Larky as well so he probably replaced Mason Wood who um, had the injury too so yeah look there's a few different pieces but I don't think that's going to make much of a much of a difference so uh, it sounds like weight's a bit of a chance but probably unlikely Um, although with Wood coming out maybe he does come back in as a direct replacement as a forward but uh, no look I think I don't think it's going to make a difference I think North by a fair way at Eddie had I don't have anything more you'd want to cover no I'm just I'm just actually bemused that it's um, doing a read it's it's 4-2 in the last six Gold Coast way against these two it is but North have been terrible the last few two or three years really they have been bad but they've much well they have really since that the Del Santo post that bit and Gold Coast have been good no but they've been (laughs) they have been better than North they've really bottomed up yeah, well, Gold Coast are bottomed out. I think they, they are... This is the worst I've seen them now. Right now, this is the worst I've seen the club. Do you not disagree through their whole history? I was from the very beginning, obviously, when they were like no, four I actually people. Think, no, I actually think they were worse now than they were at the start. Possibly. Especially with, it looks like Stephen May and Lynch are going to go. Wow. Yeah. So, no, I, I, I just... There's one little part of me goes, oh, there's an upset on the cards here, but I can't see. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put my <laughs> you can't money where consciously my mouth is. do it. No, no, no. Just Gold Coast. Yeah, they're, they're, can't they're consciously a, say anything good, positive about them. No, and yeah, did you see the uh, AFL have said that in 2021, Tassie will get a, a VFL side to sort of prove themselves for an AFL side, and it's oh. like. 
Gee, the Gold Coast didn't have to prove themselves. Jesus. They just wanted the, the Chinese uh, oh, well, sponsorship deals, what they wanted. Yeah, well, at least, at least they're in the right path. Well, it might take another half a century for Tassie to get acknowledged as an AFL state and have their own team legitimately. But good on you, AFL, for giving them a VFL license. That's very generous of you. Yeah, uh, lovely. You know, that, then they'll get a team by 2096 and they'll be on board. Yeah, so everyone listening right now will be dead. We'll be dead. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll probably never see never it. Never see it happen. So. Next, uh, yeah, uh, North Melbourne yeah. by how long? North Melbourne by how long and how far and how yeah, high? Yes. Yeah. Little... Brown might we might see a, a, a double figure goal haul by <laughs> Ben, ben Brown, Brown. Yeah, yeah. and he was good last week, but I think he'll be really good this week yeah. against uh, a busted ass side. Next yes. game, next game, Dons and the Pies at the so, G three twenty. Arguably the other game of the round. Oh yeah, I mean, this, what is this possibly is going to be a bigger? Crowd than they pull on Anzac Day. The Sunday Twilight game is is massive as well. Yeah, but I think this this is the key one. So yeah, obviously you know the Anzac rematch. There's always been a talk where they should only play once, but I, I like that they play twice. They're always such good games. And AFL are not going to stop that no, one. These that's two rubbish. clubs yeah. in 80,000 plus. Well, there's it? talk it's going to be 90. 90 yeah. yeah, so Essendon have won four out of the last five, as we said in the review. Pies have won five for five. So both teams in really good form. Very good form. Even though it's 12th versus 2nd, it, it, you know, it, it is a much closer game. Who do you go in this game? This, this is, yeah. I'm going Essendon. I, I think I'm going to go Essendon yeah. as well. I said that on the review and I thought about it overnight and I, I think I'm still going to do it. So yeah. I think some of the deficiencies in Collingwood's game are going to start to show up. And we've spoken about them repeatedly, obviously, yeah. with Trelaw and some of the other issues that they've got. Lyndon Dunn is a massive out. Yeah, well, that's it. Collingwood continued to lose players to injury and Essendon getting all theirs back. Yeah. So And they're just red hot. They're just playing unbelievably good football. Unbelievably. Uh, so they're just fast. I just think they'll expose Collingwood right around the park. Bell Chambers is going to be able to at Bell- least gee. run with. Grundy, you would expect. Yeah. He'd probably Grundy will probably still get the better of him based on form. Bell Chambers has been pretty good. But Bell Chambers is all of a sudden just found his uh, place in the AFL. Well, it's another and... freak ruckman that we've got. I mean, there's a stack of him, but he, he looks fantastic. Yeah, So and there's lots of run off every line. Saad, Gra, Yeah, Collier Merrick, as well. Collier. Yeah. Uh, they just... Yeah, I... It's just too hard not to pick Essen at the moment. They just look like the second best team behind Richmond currently. In terms of form, they're right up there. So that's the thing. You've got to look at this a bit differently. Ins and outs will be fascinating with this game. So obviously, Lyndon Dunn comes out. I would imagine Levi Greenwood probably would come in. Ben Reid is a possibility as well. Mechek, you know, he's someone that... I would imagine he's going to go back to cover Dunn. You know, whenever Reed does come back, you know, maybe he can yeah. fill that. Might not be a chance for this week, but, you know, he, maybe he's in the mix. But I think that the clear one is Meechek goes back and Greenwood comes in to, to add to the polish to that side. Yeah, They've still got plenty of people. Like, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Farco, if they rush Farco yeah. back. I know if Essendon weren't playing as good a footy, that would be a no-brainer just to give yeah. him another um, week in the VFL, another two weeks just to get his body uh, up to match fitness. But I think his pace and his experience may just get him over the line. So it'll be interesting to see if Collingwood go that part, knowing that obviously if he goes down again, uh, yeah, pretty not, tough. Not ideal. Not ideal. So, so. Jordan Dugowie as well. I imagine they're going to play him forward. So, yeah, look, they're going to need a lot of scoring power. Essendon have got heaps. Yeah. 
Essendon on the other side is, is fascinating because Stringer, you know, a whole lot of these players have, you know, we talked a little bit about Fantasia, but nowhere near as much as I would have liked to. He was amazing on the day as well. So, so much of Essendon's improved. Yeah, they're, they're a yeah. massive chance. I'm going to go with them. There's a guy called Aaron Francis who can't even get a game. Yeah. So, that's how well they're going. Uh, even with all their injuries, he's, he's been pretty good at VFL level for a number of weeks now. So I think they'll remain unchanged, Essendon. I don't, yeah. I don't think they will, unless there's something we don't know between unless now and game Unless something happens during training, yeah. yeah, and there's a little niggle, then you would say, well, they've got a very good VFL team who's sitting third or fourth. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they've got they've got a big depth of pool. It's more Collingwood that'll have a cut. I reckon they'll have. Well, they'll, they obviously will have done two. I, I reckon Greenwood, and then they'll flip me check back, and then the Greenwood will assist. I, I reckon that's probably going to be what happens. Yeah, I reckon. Unless there's some. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you on Varka. He's a chance, but geez, you just don't want to play him too early. No, not, not with, um, especially. Not it's not. It's not paramount that Collingwood win this. Obviously, every game is very important here on end. But if they drop this, they're still going to be in the in the eight. And for the sake of giving Varco just another week or two in the VFL just to get his fitness up, because he's yeah. missed a lot of footy again this year, I think that would be the smarter one. And Bucks knows that. He, mm. He'll have the bigger picture in his mind. So, yeah. yeah, look, it should be a cracking game. I still think Essendon will win fairly comfortably. I think about 22 points. I think so. So, just a, a side note as well. I was going to mention this, but we just didn't have enough time and we had to keep moving at that stage of the round through the review. Interestingly to note, so, did you know that Collingwood, for 20 minutes, didn't use any interchange at all? So, for 20 minutes, nothing. They didn't do anything. They left it completely still and it looked like they were training, training for less interchange and all you hear is that's on the card so the pies specifically you cannot it can't be an, an, an accident no they were well ahead against the suns last week it was a there, were, there was no way they were going to lose that game oh yeah I, it, it very much looked like that was the case so if, you, if anyone's got any doubt that that's going to come in and they'll reduce it down to 10 a quarter or something along those lines, I think you can pretty much guarantee that that's going to happen at the end of the year. That was the biggest giveaway that it's going to happen. Yeah. Because they were way ahead. Way, way ahead, which is good. It's smart that the AFL have suggested, if this is the case, and the AFL have suggested to clubs, get ready for it, implement it where you can without yeah. being too uh, deliberate. Um, and I don't think that is. I don't think too many people would have picked up on that, uh, like yourself. And if that's the only change that comes out for next year, good. Uh, if it means that the games open up a bit quicker and that structurally the game looks better from yeah. a, a broadcast perspective, then I'm all for it. But yeah, look, hopefully the AFL come out and explain what they've done in the second half of the year so we actually know mm-hmm. why and why these changes happen if they go down that path. So yeah, very interesting. I didn't, I didn't notice that but um, it'll be interesting to see how many people uh, take note of other games if it happens this again. Year, yeah. yeah so that's just something so all divers definitely uh, listeners out there see if you can pick up on any other teams because I reckon it'll happen again between now and then Another thing, so we put up a bonus episode last week where we went through the you know different sort of state of the game type conversations, you know trade period, Brownlow, all sorts of different stuff. But in that game, interestingly, uh, in that episode, sorry, we did speak about the, obviously the, these specific things in terms of interchange. At that stage, we didn't know that. So since that episode, all the heads of footy, so of all eighteen clubs, yep. met at AFL House to discuss the the potential new rules coming in for for next year. So I think 
it's been confirmed in that meeting that they are going to do lower interchange. And Bucks has thought, well, we're ahead. He's a very good coach, and they've been. We've said that all year. Yeah. That, that his team have been coaching really well. Stuff it. Stuff and there's it no way not. they're going to lose to the Gold Coast. No. They had that game in in hand, so I, I reckon they were practicing to see how that goes. So just. A little bit of a side note of something that I noticed, and I didn't see it really get reported much. So, yeah, yeah a few other people noticed it, but very, very few. I, when I was watching the game, I thought, gee, this is weird. There, there hasn't been any in ages. And they only then, had 77 total interchange. So it was 10 or so less than Gold Coast, yeah. and almost eight or nine below the. What you, it's usually around 85, 86. Yeah, uh, so, it's, team, that's, so that's, I didn't have the numbers another, in front of me. Another so 10. That, there you go. So that, it, it, I thought that was interesting. So I think they're working towards it so that they can see what that actually yeah. looks like in a Game. Interesting, the doggies only had 73 as well, so I'm wondering there if they uh, also were testing that. They out. might have done it for different periods. And that yep. might, that, well, so I, this is another thing. I was, again, it's hard in the review because we just have to stay on topic because otherwise mm. we'll never get through it. But another thing with the dogs match was I, I did highlight and I had it written down, but we just didn't want to go down that tangent. Was there was a point when JJ Bond and Dalhouse, Dalhouse. yeah, were all on the bench at once. And I mentioned it very briefly, and then I think you brought something up, and yeah. we, we continued the conversation. But, but that's fascinating. Now I wonder if that, that had anything to do, and that was just a, a you know not a not ideal scenario because that kind of happened, and then they were you know very sort close. of looking towards mm. it, and then they thought, well, hang on, this is not the game for this, and then no, oh shit, better so get them better on. get them back, back on there. But an interesting scenario, so definitely something to watch out for. But going back to the. Bombers and the Pies game. Yeah, look, I, I'm going to back Essendon in. Obviously, this is a complete flip of the coin. I'll really keep an eye out when it comes to ins and outs. This is the game, I think, that if there are some major outs or something like that for Essendon, that, that you would flip your tip. Because yeah, it will be very see, close. But can't I see think, them having no. any major changes. Why? Uh, not at this it, stage. Yeah, why ruin uh, or play around with something that's um, not broken? But there might be something we don't know. That's the thing right yeah. now. So we're recording this Tuesday night. That's so exactly right. If something happens on... It's all the way on Sunday. So a lot can happen. It's only nearly a week away. So a yeah. lot can happen in that so amount of time. So a lot can happen, yeah. But I think, yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to go and with... what would have to happen for, for me to change my tip? Probably. But I, yeah, it's just something to watch. That's all. Like It's like with that Brisbane-Fremantle game. We both went with free but had I known it was such a late out with Sandland so I just didn't realise he, he was out until the game had already started and couldn't change my tip but yep. that, yeah anyway so let's move into the last game which looks really interesting as well and a fascinating scenario so Eagles versus the Giants third versus sixth so Giants were struggling to sort of get into the eight now they're in there Giants have won the last four so they're really starting to to build so four out of the last five Eagles, Eagles have lost three. the last three so it's sort of a, a game of, of two stories isn't it and Eagles at home, they're still going to be missing their most of their major parts of their offense in Kennedy and Darling. So, gee, this looms to be a fantastic game. And if the Giants can win this, their season is absolutely back on. Yeah. In, in a big way. Top four's on in a big way. If they can win this, the top four is very much back. Yeah, I think... I can't see Eagles losing four in a row. I can't either, but I, I, it's, I, I very nervously tip the coast. Yeah, they tipped... Well, they played three very good... Good, well, they played an extremely good half of football last week against Adelaide. Against Adelaide, they went to bed, and, I, and then they went to bed. And I think um, that's going to be the little wake up call. Um, Simo will be going, yeah. guys. Not just top four on the line here. Winning finals yeah. is on the line right now, and all so, that effort to win all those games is would basically, basically go in the nothing. bin. Yeah. If they end up just starting to to throw a whole lot away, yeah. So I mean, that engine still looks very good. I hope um, with Lysette playing 
quite consistently in the ruck and the chance of Vardy coming back. Yeah. Throw Nick Nat forward and let's see what happens. So speaking of, let's just park park the game for a second as well. Another thing I wanted to bring up, which I thought was hilarious. So your cane toad example that you used in the bonus episode about the, you know, changing the rules, you bring one thing in oh, and yeah. affects another thing and another thing. Exactly yeah. the cane toads. Guess, so Wayne Carey used the exact same example on Talking Footy and then um, again on the Herald Sun podcast. <laughs> are people listening to the dime? Oh, well, maybe. well, people are listening to it, but are Herald Sun and uh, different journals listening to it? And then on top of it, Lloyd went with, on Footy Classified, the exact same scenario, but again, a lot of people are just talking about this with uh, almost word for word what you said about Nat Nui as well, so I thought that was funny. Well, it but it's the, makes, it's the it obvious make, thing, though. It makes sense. They've got a big hole in the forward line, and really, if Nick Nat's not getting first use to his midfielders, get let Vardy or... Lysa to have that opportunity. Yeah, um, they're gonna. He's need... been better, Lysa too. Why yeah. not do it? It's, it's such, like I'm, I am joking, but it, it is it is something that is a clear, obvious scenario, and I don't know why they don't do it. Not me either. And if they do bring Nathan Vardy back, he does have that swing ability to go for. So you could rest, play all three of them, see how it, see how it works. You'd have Vardy, or one one of the three of them always resting. Yeah, you'd have one in the forward line and one in the ruck, and just go from there. I, I think it's worth rolling the dice on because I think that's where they can expose GWS is if, if, with some height. I think so. I was just about to say that might might be uh, interesting. So look, there's a couple of things as well. Liam Ryan's a chance not to play as well post this weird car crash scenario. It's a very classic West Coast. We don't really know what's going on. No, I don't on. know what's going on. No. Uh, <laughs> so, but look, Sheed's another one that's a bit of a chance to come in for West Coast as well. So Dom Sheed's been really, really good as well. So for Ferris Perth, he looked really solid. But yeah, look, it's it, uh, it's a fascinating scenario. They, they really need to win this game, West Coast. They've really put the pressure on themselves. Yeah, absolutely. But now, now with all three of their star forwards out, and none of them, yeah. they don't really know when they're back. Well, Lacroix so as well the, is, yeah, is a chance I mean. not to play too. All so, three, yeah. So they're going to have to start to learn and, and get a, a game plan around winning without them because yeah. they might not get any of them back before finals. I think Vardy, yeah, or, or very close to the end. Mm. I, think, I think you're right. I think... Vardy and Nat Nui go forward and then I think they, they see how that goes and Dom Sheed could, could really assist too. So yeah. yeah, and while while the midfield was a bit down too, if Yo's really injured, maybe just bring Sheed in for him. I don't know, like that's the thing, he yeah. was so far down. Exactly right. So I mean, yes, Vardy and uh Nick, Nat are not Nick Nat. And yeah, sorry, Nick Nat and Vardy Nat are, Nick. <laughs> Nat are not Darling and no, Kennedy, no, yeah. but they're still big bodies, so just give them that opportunities. I, I just think that's a logical. Well, Vardy's a big boy, like, yeah. he, and and, and know, he has he's shown that he's small can, either, and so. he can. Sh- and he's shown that they're both shown that they know how to kick goals. Yeah, I mean, Vardy was okay. Well, Nignat's been good at times, and Vardy was was not bad at Geelong. We obviously seen, haven't seen him play much at West Coast. He's been really kept out of the side because of that Nui, but yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, well, yeah, but Lysett has really improved. That was another Absolutely, thing we yes. just didn't get a chance to talk about much in the last game. But he was really good in terms of the Giants. They, so they, they're a fascinating one. So they've still obviously got Toby Green. Still sounds like he's is still a, a fair way off unless some sort of you know miracle mm-hmm. happens. Dids as well, not looking amazingly likely to play. It sounds like they might remain relatively unchanged. I don't think you'd bother 
Yeah, I don't think you'd bother changing it up too much. No. Nick Shipley was quite good in the knee for last week. 32 touches, 6 tackles and 3 goals. But, I, no, I don't... Even though he was fantastic, unless something really specific happens four, between now and then. No, there's one four, four in a row. row so the group, unless, the group's working. Yeah, so unless it's one of the absolute stars coming back from injury. And even then, you wouldn't risk him, I don't I don't think. Anyway, I would have just get them a, a game in the um, knee full and, and, and take it from there. So Yeah. Because it is, as we've mentioned... The speed of this game changes so quickly that when you haven't played for three, four, eight weeks in some cases, mm. to come back and try and be at that level, I think there's a couple of freaks out there, like Josh Kelly, for example. Mm. But they would get their body so right before that game. Well, Kelly looks to. he looks amazing, doesn't he? Yeah. He's another one we just haven't had a chance to talk about last week, but he was fantastic. He's just lifted and lifted, hasn't he? Yeah, well, he's been the difference. Yeah. Since he's been back, absolutely. Because it just, really just gives... I mean, the, the biggest case in point is it frees Whitfield up to play an outside runner. He doesn't have to try and win his own ball. He's, yeah. he's too light a frame to do it, and he get, got exposed a, a number of times. But now that he can just be a halfback flanker or a winger, uh, he just kills other players for pace. He's so fast. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, look... I. I nervously tip the coast because I yeah, think I'm not convinced. Not on it, at all. I'm no. going with it for the fact that it's over there. They're already on the ropes. I think they respond pretty well in Surely. these conditions. And it was a shock loss to the Crows last week. Yeah, and I think unlike Hawthorne, I think they've just got a, a little bit more class and a little bit more outside pace that can match GWS. Yeah, and that's the thing, and I think just just add some some of the things that Hawthorne weren't able to do on the night. Yeah. I, I just think they've got enough pieces, even with all their offensive outs, but we'll wait and see. That's going to be a fascinating game. So a let's, good, good way to end the round. Oh, massively. It's a, it's a huge round again. It looks amazing on paper. So speaking of that, let's go through it again just to recap. So on the yeah. Thursday night, Sydney versus Geelong, we've both gone with the Swannies. Yeah. yeah, look, I just in a, think... In a classic. I reckon. It looks really good, doesn't it? You know, nice conditions. Everything looks... It's, it looks The script looks really good. So yep. y- you would think that Sydney... Friday night, Richmond versus the Crows. Tiggies? Tiggs and... But wouldn't be surprised if Adelaide were in with a sniff. But I think I think the Tiggs. Yeah, that's the thing. Good. I mean, the, the bit of pride and trust and things like that were restored, I think, in the Crows last week. That was a massive, massive effort. So for me... They're, they're gonna they'll what they'll obviously want to avenge what happened it doesn't and statistically if you look at it um in terms of and they get Jenkins grand final back. losses in terms of grand final losses a lot of teams tend to win the following year but I don't I don't see that happening no. I know they beat them away but I think Richmond are a better side since yeah. then and there's no bets still at Adelaide so they need someone like him there well he's a small chance but probably unlikely yeah. so that's the thing I still think they're missing way yeah, too many pieces as yeah. you said and, yeah. and Richmond aren't. <laughs> no. But, well, you know, a couple of little injuries, but... As but, sad uh, as it is with Conker, uh, well, but he's, he's, there's still no evidence that he's in their best 22. No. You can... I mean, he's very good, but there's a lot of pieces around them. Then the Jack Lacocious Cup on Saturday, Brisbane versus Catton. We both mm, think the Brisbane Lions. Yeah, Lions, yeah. Surely the Brisbane Lions, uh, Carlton... I think, you know, could go winless for the rest of the year. They might win one more, but, geez, I, I don't see it. So, no. Bris- Brisbane, you would think at home, yeah, with the heat, the ta- with yeah, the he- weather Taylor, as well. Yeah, after a big win. Yeah, Wet weather, think. yeah. No, I yeah, think it's going to be what, yeah. Hodgie will, be, Hodgie will mark this game as something they need to win, so. Yeah, he'll want to He'll well. It's against Carlton too, like, uh, yeah, no, surely. Surely. Power versus the St Kilda Saints. We've both tipped the Port power. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just too unlikely for me. I think St Kilda will be a bit wrecked up after that win and 
you know, hopefully they, they, they really show it. But I, I just don't don't see it happening for no. me. You can't consciously tip them, even with the two wins in a row. It's just not enough for me. No, me either. Doggies versus the Hawks. We've both gone with the Hawks. Just. Yeah, and, I think... And not, and not convincingly. No, uh, given the game that it was for Doggies last week, it just feels unlikely, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think a bit too hard for them after that big game against the Cats. I think they'll just be a little bit fatigued and that's two weeks in a row for them now. Yeah. Uh, so mentally, they might be fatiguing as well from very close games. You just don't know what... And then again, more injuries. That's yeah. the thing. It just keeps it piling on. on. Yeah. So... D's versus the Dockers, we've both gone Surely with the D's. D's yeah. the Even though it's in should. Darwin, yeah, it doesn't. I don't think it's going to make a difference. Yeah. North versus the Suns in the Busted Ass. No, not Busted Ass. North are really good, but North yeah. versus the Busted Ass. So is this Eddie Head or is this Danny Taz? No, this is Eddie Head. Eddie Head, yeah. yeah. So they'll, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll romp away with that. North are a good side, and I, I think you know they, they were a little bit unlucky last week. They just ran out of a legs, and you know yeah. we, we went through it in the in the review against Essen, and, and they'll be filthy that they're not in the top eight. Yeah, the first well they're not. Ninth, they're back to ninth year, yeah. again. So, well, early in the year, obviously, but yeah, for a while they haven't been. So they've still. The thing with North is they've still won three out of the last five. Like they're not in horrible form. No, it's not just, at all. Just that at the moment the eight is so tight. So with you know, so many people on the same points, but yeah, yeah and they no, do have a North. pretty tough run home, so they'll want to. Yeah, pencil this in and probably add a bit of percentage too. Yeah, flip of the coin game next. So choose whoever you like. Essendon versus Pies. You can mount an argument either way. Essendon, better current form. Pies, better. Well, their current form is still very good. good. They've still won five in a row. The the major thing for me with with Collingwood, though, is who they've played. So... Collingwood yeah. this year, so they've they've beaten Carlton, Adelaide, Essendon already, obviously Brisbane, St Kilda, the Dogs, Frio, Melbourne, Carlton again, and then the Gold Coast. Yeah, so of that list, they played Essendon when Essendon were in a funk. Yeah, so the only legitimate team they've beaten is Melbourne. So they're the teams that they've beaten, and then they've lost to Hawthorne, GWS, Richmond, and Geelong. So. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think they have... Well, I mean, you can only beat who you play. Obviously, that, they still haven't played the Eagles. Yeah, haven't played the Eagles, haven't played Port. Yeah, no, they haven't played Port either. No. So, they've, yeah, they've, they've got... I mean, everyone's said the next month and a bit is going to really tell us a lot about yeah. the Pies. But they've put themselves in a great position to play finals, so good on them. I oh, wow, think, they haven't played the Swans either. No, so, yeah, they play all of them in the next month and a wow. bit. So, and Hawthorne. And you Geelong. highlighted that in the review. I just wanted yeah. to go through the specific numbers Absolutely, didn't it's, have time. It is a little bit alarming, but winning football produces winning football. So I, I just think Sydney, Essendon are playing extremely well. And it I feels like they're going to get this, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's a crazy... It, it feels weird to say at 12 versus second. second and but it's probably the only anomaly of the latter... Well, currently, yeah, yeah, to a degree. I mean, the the big the, as as a lot of people have said, and, and we have as well. I think Collingwood are going to make finals, but they they haven't played as many top teams as some others. And you know, as, as I said, you know, and you said as well, there's only so much they can do. But yep. Essendon are sitting on 28 points, and Collingwood are all out on 40, so they are a fair way ahead. But 28 points, you know, with another couple of wins, Essendon will be well and truly entrenched into the eight. So it's only really a win or two away and they'd be in the they, eight. Yeah, they can't afford... That's the other thing. They cannot afford... They lose this. No. They, they're two games out of the eight then. So yeah. that's really hard to um, pull back this late in the season. So well, yeah. And, yeah. And just fast. They've got um, goal kickers everywhere. I think they'll just be too fast. And their goal kickers are in form too. Tim and Woody was really good yep. as well. There's another one we just didn't get time to talk about. He was fantastic. Yep. I really liked his game. So we're going to go at the Dons, but... Just, yeah, definitely ride the ins and outs on this game in terms of who comes in and, and what happens. Because I think 
it is a real chance to go the other way. I mean, oh, yeah, Collingwood absolutely. could easily win this game. I mean, they're easily they'd easily be betting favourites, which is not always obviously the 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 winning game. But no. it, yeah, look, it, it, it's a tough game, and I just think Essendon. I think Collingwood have been in such good form. I just reckon that you know, with with everything that's gone on. I just think they're going to be able to do it at the, at the moment. And, you know, maybe it, it plays a bit of a factor later in the game. You know, I think Collingwood might start really well, but given that Pies travelled last week against the Gold Coast, and I know the Gold Coast were terrible, but, you know, that didn't exactly, won't exactly play them into form. And then they've, no. and they travelled, so they'll have to come back here, whereas Essendon were at Etihad and then they're back at the G. So I, I just think that might play a bit of a factor. Yeah, same. Eagles, last game, Eagles-Giants, and we've both gone a little bit nervously with the Eagles, but yeah, this could easily absolutely be an upset, and, and this is a roughy game. Yeah, and like the game before, it really depends on how West Coast structure up for me. If they don't, yeah. if they don't put some serious thought into getting some height into their forward line and playing those three, I think they could lose four in a row. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, given where the Eagles were, to, to drop off that one would really start to put them in the middle section of the eight, uh, to the bottom section of the eight. Bottom section of the eight. And then they're really starting to think, well, all that... And then hopefully it doesn't start to play mind games because then they'll well, think, yeah. well, all that effort, and then now, wow. Yeah, and then all of a sudden they're where most people had them at the start of the year in the ladder. That's Which the thing. is fascinating, and maybe, maybe maybe that still ends up happening. Yeah, and obviously because we had them in, well, a lot of people had them very low. We yeah. we you and I had them just out of the eight. Yeah, so I I can't see them dropping. No, out. I don't think that's going to happen. But you just never know. It's been an interesting game. All of a sudden, the Giants do look like a serious top four threaty. It's hard to know what's happening with the recovery yeah. of Darling and Kennedy because the club's always going to be optimistic. Yeah, but absolutely. We, we don't, don't know. know. We yeah. don't know and don't know what's going on with Lacroix and obviously Liam Ryan now. Yeah, mm. it's just secret squirrels. Where it's, it's hard to really put a, an idea on where this team's at at the moment. But yeah, I'm going to just curiously go for the Eagles. Yeah, look, Eagles for me as well, but I'm, I'm going to really ride the ins and outs of this game because if something, if, a, if West Coast Eagles, let's say they say, yeah, it's going to be rested... I'd, I'd change my team. Oh, yeah, I absolutely. Something like that. And I, I don't know, given how he had a low game, I'm not saying that I have any evidence of that, but who knows? You who just knows? don't know yeah. at the moment. Yeah, he so. might be carrying a little niggle, so... Yeah, just it's hard to know, isn't it? So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the coast. But that's that's AFL Deep Dive for the week. Thanks so much, guys, for listening to the enjoy. review, and that's the end of the preview. Yeah, and enjoy an awesome round of footy again. Yeah, that's it. Looks like another really, really good round, so hopefully we get some massive games. Thanks so much to Hopster Home. Enjoy the footy. Enjoy the footy. That's it. See you later. See you guys. Bye.